0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Janie, and Janie, if you could introduce yourself and tell them how we met.
1: Um, so, my name's Janie, but I actually go by Uni Rin, but most people who meet me call me Janie. <laughs> <laughs> I met Simone through our friend Shane, who is actually my roommate. And he's like one of my closest friends right now. Cool.
0: So where are you from?
1: So originally I grew up in Arkansas and Los Angeles together.
0: Those are very different places.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to like LA, it was a lot of family there. So I'll be there during my breaks. So that's where I consider most of my childhood is from, most of my socializing and everything. And then Arkansas is where my mom had a house, and, you know, that's where my mom and dad wanted to set base. Um, And our family basically split between Arkansas and L.A. once my mom... Which one did you like more? It's very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because when it comes to Arkansas, everyone's very loyal. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friendships in Arkansas have lasted 17 years. Wow. That's a long ass time. Yeah, well in Los (laughs) Angeles it's like family is kind of close but not a lot of the people that I've met there have stayed in your life. Mm -hmm. So when it really comes down to like I always say I'm Little Rock bred. Because that's Arkansas, but I have a West Coast attitude. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like very chill with like a Southern hospitality vibe. Oh, that sounds like literally perfect. Yeah. (laughs) So, what do you find interesting? What I find interesting, I think, lately is our generation. What about it? Our generation, I feel, is pioneering a break in the formula that we've grown up to think about so like when I say a formula it's like you go to school you go to college you get a job and get, you get married a, yeah kids um repeat. <laughs> <laughs> repeat um but when it really comes down to it our generation can't really follow that formula
0: there's yeah, I understand why and I'm trying to figure out like what your reasoning is. So I'm like, is it like there's too many of us, we're too independent, we're too connected, like what is stopping us from just like repeating the pattern?
1: Well, one, the economy. So when it comes down to it like the formula formula of like a bachelor's degree, it's kind of like, Well a bachelor's degree is like your high school diploma. Yeah. What used to be like, oh your high you have a high school diploma, you can start like entry level secretarial yeah. degrees. And then now you have to have your bachelors. Like, having the masters is, like, the... The new bachelors, yeah. yeah,
0: Like, it's just stepped up. But what's weird about, like, it stepping up is that in terms of stability and sense of, like, people who... I'm, like, trying to... Like, okay, so, like, not not many people, like, millennials, are buying homes. So it's, like, we've gotten, like, we have more requirements as far as jobs, but, like, less requirements as far as, like, living standards. Like, we don't own things anymore. We just kind of rent and, like...
1: I think a lot of us would like to own things, Um, but it's just kind of, like, not in our 10-year plan. So when you graduate from college, like, you thought it was going to be easy to get, like, a 50K job. But you're really starting at 35 or 40. And then you thought that, you know, rent wasn't going to be that bad. But then you realize that it is kind of that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's th- kind of like we're
0: being rushed more at the same time. That we need more time to do things,
1: I guess. Does
0: but that make sense?
1: I think I think we're not being rushed. I think when it really comes down to it, we have to take longer than what it took people 20 years ago mm-hmm. we have to take our time to actually build and grow a lot of times a forty thousand dollar job like 40k a year was easily feasible it was easily feasible to buy a house then. yeah now it's not so much but then people are like well you have to think about where you're living and it's like as millennials we want a home that's it's not central kind of I guess we want to live in cities yeah we want to live in places where we can still meet people and have our network yeah while we're not like we're not ready to live outside of a network we've Mm -hmm. grown up with social media booming we've grown up with constantly being connected to people and cities give you that choice physically to connect with people and it's it's also that like The other places, it's not that they're bad. It's just it's just not up to our standards. Yeah, a lot of millennials, I think, are left wing, and some even the conservative ones. They they have a little bit more of a left feel to them. Yeah, it's definitely shifted over time. And when it when it comes to like just that just that alone, it's kind of hard to be in more conservative states for people our age, and being in conservative states is really where you can find a lot of homes within a price range mm-hmm. but even then you're like out in nowhere and yeah <laughs> like and your like internet you're suffering lost. like
0: it's either like your commute or mm-hmm. like the price of like rent
1: mm-hmm. and I, I feel we work hard we work harder than the people before and now we're breaking that formula because we're realizing like before it was like, oh, if you work hard, you're gonna get somewhere. Now it's everybody's work, working
0: hard. Like,
1: yeah, you have to work smarter. And we not can harder see, yeah, anytime. we
0: can see. Like I think that everybody always worked hard, but you couldn't see that everybody's working hard. And now, like with social media and everything, you can see everybody's working. Like we're we're so connected that like it's. Not easy to say that someone's not working when they are working. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everybody has, like, a side hustle or something, you know?
1: They do. And I think a lot of the side hustles is also, like, what we think we deserve
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as far as our main job should be. But I also think that a lot of us try to portray that we work hard and Mm -hmm. are winning. Yeah, Like, everyone is working hard, but when it comes to some people on Instagram... Like, they have backups of someone who's richer, who can help them build a page like that. Like influencers. Yeah. You know yeah. But even with influencers, that's their side hustle. Yeah. As an influencer, they're not making 100% of their money through that at all. So it's very, it's very hard to say. Like, everyone is seeing what your life could be on these pages. Mm-hmm. And everyone's pretending to live that life or they're trying to work towards living that life
0: how do you feel about that like that
1: projection I feel we've lost authenticity I feel that we're all trying to be exactly the same but be unique enough to stand out Mm -hmm. but
0: it's like everybody's wearing t-shirts but I'm wearing a red one
1: yeah to and that's It's kind of like, it's nice, but it's also like, you're not authentic. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of like a knockoff of each other, in a way. And I'm not saying everyone. There's there's a ton of unique people out there. And I really admire them whenever they aren't the normal influencer. Um, A lot of these influencers... I think when it comes down to it, these influencers are showing us a life without that formula mm-hmm. of like you get a, you get a job outside of college and then you're able to buy a house at 25 and have a kid at 28 and
0: you're like that's literally like my life plan. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, my it's God. Like- <laughs> How old are you?
0: I'm 25. I literally just bought a house and I am 25. Yeah.
1: Like- so I haven't bought my house at twenty five yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at I'm reaching the twenty seven mark. So I'm two years behind. Mm-hmm. It's there's no there's there is no
0: formula. There's a there's a set path, but there's no like actual like formula.
1: Yeah, and it you know like there's a toxic mentality now too yeah. because we aren't getting paid. I, I I know when the baby moves are like. Well, I got forty k at your age. Yeah, but your forty k kind of bought like a lot. also like inflation for stuff. and like yeah, like there's there's, and, and the best way I can say it is, I whenever I talk to someone who's older, I go, for a hundred dollars, how much how how full was your cart when you bought it twenty years ago mm-hmm. and now?
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good <clears throat> reference.
1: And a lot of them are like, oh, we had, like, a very full cart, and now I, I can still see the bottom of my mm-hmm. cart. And I'm like, well, there you go. Like, that's that's the difference of that 40000 then and now. Yeah. And with these influencers, I feel that we see a life that we could live if we don't follow this formula. But that also means everyone has to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And everyone is doing a hustle. And it's... But it's we need hard. people
0: to, like, not be entrepreneurs also. Like, we still have, mm-hmm. like, a system to uphold, like, as far
1: as, like... We do. We do have a system to uphold. Not everyone can be entrepreneurs, but we're everyone there. feels they have to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. But in reality, it's it, we, we're on a different level of innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find interesting is, like... We're very innovative when it comes to marketing now, with like all the memes that are coming out, and yeah. and there's even on Reddit there's this thing called meme economy where people will post new formats of memes to see if they should be bidded on, just kind of like
0: what <laughs> yeah, Wait, like you
1: can own a meme or like what like so they'll create a new formula such as like the image of the two Spidermans facing mm-hmm. each other um, or the girl. Who, the crazy girlfriend type, Mm -hmm. um, they'll create formats. So they kind of create the the layout that everyone starts using later. So, like recently, it was um, people be like, nobody, colon, Mm -hmm. and then they would have me. Yeah. And then it's something ridiculous. Like, that was a format that was kind of like, Taken over, and some people will find formats or come up with new formats to create memes, put them on meme economy, and people will either be like, "Yeah, go for it." That's that's a format that's gonna go viral yeah. or not viral, but it's wow. the fact that there's now even that
0: conversation. Yeah, of like-
1: a conversation of going viral. Yeah, and the viral is, is is like I always tell people when it comes to building your social media, it's about sixty percent work that you are planning and you are foreseeing a growth Mm -hmm. and 40 percent luck it's that luck of getting viral yeah and then you have to either get viral in a good way or a bad way
0: do you think that both of those are helpful though
1: they are i mean the cash me out side girl yeah yeah she's rapping now she's awful but she's (laughs) rapping now yeah and people people want to meet her people want like you grow a fan base yeah so it's kind of like we're in a we're in a society where being authentic actually makes you money but everyone's trying to replicate authenticity which is literally like
0: it's like it's a phrase that doesn't make sense
1: yes yes so it's it's very in, it's just interesting like yeah. now everyone dyes their hair, everyone gets tattoos, everyone gets a piercing. Oh, you thought you had this piercing first and then <laughs> we we developed a term for people who liked indie stuff that later turned mainstream, hipsters. <laughs> like there's so yeah. there's so much going on and just socially and I think we've lost track of an insight that Some of us don't want that house in white picket fence. Maybe it's okay to rent because by renting and not saving up for a house, I'm able to live life in the now. Yeah, And I think we broke in the formula because we've decided that we're not going to wait till to retire. We're not surviving until we retire and then live our lives.
0: Like maybe life was just about surviving before, but now it's about living.
1: Yeah. Now it's very much, we're in a good place. Not as great as where we want to be, especially as the United States, because we have a Cheeto Puff as president. But <laughs> we are in a great place. Like, we are in a place where you can dye your hair and still find a job. Mm-hmm. You are in a place where you can be gay and find a community that isn't hidden. Yeah. You can find in a community that is out there and proud about it. So we're not like some countries where they regulate religion. Like mm-hmm. they're, We're at a place where we can express ourselves and become influencers. Yeah. But I think a lot of us also became way too... Influenced? Independent.
0: independent.
1: independent. Okay. I think... Influence is a good term. I think. Mm-hmm. I think for me, my view, and I want to hear your view. Yeah. When it comes to influence, the reason I say independent is because everyone wants to be top dog, but not everyone has the capabilities of mm-hmm. that. There, there is structure to building each other, and and a, a a good term is like there's not always kings and queens. Yeah. Sometimes you have. The, there are other roles you have to yeah, play. Yeah, like, like there's the artist yeah. and the storyteller and the philosopher and the scientist, not just the king and queen. Like, if
0: everybody's first, like, there's not a first place. Exactly. But also, it's not about your place, it's about the role that you play.
1: Exactly. So, why did you say we're getting influenced?
0: Because, man, I'm kind of losing this thought, but like, I feel like... <laughs> society is kind of like a mirror Mm -hmm. so it's like we're reflecting back and forth and like when we see influencers it's like oh like it's hard not to be influenced like oh this is popular this is like I guess thinking about um authenticity and how you keep it and like when we're constantly like bombarded with things of like influencers you it's hard not to be influenced by something you know
1: Mm -hmm. it's very it's very true I think we're at a time where art is no longer new; it's recycled. Um, we're at a time where a lot of our fashion itself is reverting back to through the decades. Yeah. Um, so it's very it's very fun to see a lot of things.
0: It's changing. a weirdly reflective time period.
1: It is and, and actually us millennials are also the ones who are driving the new market. Like a good example is Streetwear like Supreme. Yeah. Yes, they're they're like a top like first degree luxury brand yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But they're also like a brand where you're like that's just a white shirt with a logo on it, <laughs> you know? But yeah. they're a first year luxury brand. And then we have Louis Vuitton, which is a very high-tier luxury mm-hmm. brand that may not get Supreme's market, all of a sudden works with Supreme, and then they create bags and shirts. Yeah. And now millennials are kind of forcing the luxury brand to minimize and become more affordable mm-hmm. in their own way. I feel That's weird, though. It's like the yeah. whole point of
0: being a luxury brand is that not everybody can have it yeah
1: being exclusive (laughs) yeah but we're at a point where millennials we're not gonna pay for gaudy jewelry we're gonna pay for something that is minimalistic that that doesn't age in the way that it looks and we're gonna use it for a long time
0: I find that well I'm different I guess because I feel like I buy clothes from Forever 21, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, fast fashion. That's, like, okay, I wear this three times, and then it's out the door because, like, mm-hmm. it's ripping, like, the stitches are coming out. So, like, I feel like millennials kind of have, like, maybe we don't value luxury brands because we don't expect to keep things for so long.
1: That's a good point.
0: Um, so it's, like, we'd rather, like, if I'm going to pay this much, well we don't I don't think that we have, like, that thought of longevity even.
1: I'm not sure. I feel, for me, there's a lot of questions of, like, fashion, the way fashion works. I I think Forever 21's fast fashion, that's dying out. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of that is dying out okay. right now. I think there was a period of time where it was, it was, there was the boom of, like, Instagram models and influencers there was like a boom like no one was really looking at Instagram it was for artists and stuff it was like it was just pretty places photographers but then there was a boom of influencers on Instagram and I think during that boom there was so much like new looks popping up all the time so companies like Zara, H&M, Forever 2001 were able to shoot up and fast fashion as you say three mm-hmm. times the reason you're wearing it three times is because it's outdated.
0: I get that, but also when you bring up Instagram, I have to think about like when you take photos and you're going out and you're wearing this outfit, it's like, okay, so if I wear this outfit again and I see someone who's on Instagram, they've already seen this outfit and I'm wearing it again, so it's like that embarrassment like maybe back then like when you didn't when they didn't have Instagram It was like, oh, I can wear this again because nobody's seen me in it yet. Mm -hmm. And now it's like everybody's seen me, so like, what am I? Am I gonna wear this again? Do you you
1: still? Do you still worry about how often an outfit appears in your Instagram?
0: Not on my Instagram, but in real life, Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: that's even like with like not even just like going out and like you know socializing. Like at work, I'm like, when was the last time I wore this dress? Do I wear this dress too often? Do I wear this shirt too often? Like, have they seen these these pants? Like in the past few weeks, you know, like things like that. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. I don't have that. Um and maybe it's because when I look at influencers, I look at color palettes mm-hmm. or a look. Yeah. But I don't particularly have the disposal of having like going to Forever 21 and being out $100 worth of clothes.
0: I go to the Forever 21 and um gallery place Mm -hmm. and they have like a great sale in the basement so everything is either under ten dollars or it's like buy one get one free and it's like literally like three dollars for a dress so it's like not like I'm like spending mad money it's just Mm -hmm. like twenty dollars and I get like six things like
1: that's interesting I don't have that luxury (laughs) (laughs) only because I'm more curvy I'm big Big. Oh, there. so yeah. like a lot of fast fashion is for like the teeny boppers, the people who are like going. They have they have their parents' money to yeah. update a look. I think when it comes to influencers, it's up to like once you get past college, mm-hmm. you are looking for pieces that you can have for a longer time. Period. Yeah, um, I just find it interesting because I have. A set Like, my goal is always to have my wardrobe to be something very um, timeless. Yeah. So I can have a lot of pieces that never go out of date, but I can, like, switch it up with different pieces. Yeah. Um, so I think I take more. I think there's a split now when it comes to influencers. I feel that there are influencers that do the fast fashion, and then there are influencers that do something where you're minimalistic mm-hmm. um, I think minimalism is the new approach that a lot of people are going towards rather than this fast fashion approach, which is now that influencer boom we're kind of like at a point where supply and demand yeah is we don't need this out. many
0: influencers
1: exactly, and right when that happens, it seems that fast fashion isn't. A bigger deal. Now we're looking more at, like, the vintage clothing and finding yeah. authenticity. Yeah.
0: I was actually going to bring that mm-hmm. back. Like, okay, so do you feel like authenticity is coming back? Like, we lost it for a while, like, as a society, and now it's, like, going back to, like, who's real and who's not.
1: I 100% believe that it's exactly what is happening. Word. Um You can tell it in Just Music alone that a lot of people are collaborating more in order to really find... Sounds that are unique or different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are also going through a time period where we're minimizing, trying to take care of our earth. You know, people are trying to be no waste and waste-free, but we're always trying to one-up each other. Yeah. That's, that's the bad, the bad part of social media, is it gives you a goal to one-up somebody else. Mm-hmm. So... There's, like, this one girl, she's such a minimalist to the point that she went waste-free that she was able to keep a jar of any, of all the trash she ever produced.
0: What? Yep. How, how do you, how how did she go about that? I'm, like, very curious.
1: So, whenever she went to go buy food, she would use reusable containers. Mm -hmm. Um, And... They would do like I I I can't even consider this part, but they will use like ripped up clothing, like their old clothes that were like cut it up, and use it as like reusable toilet paper.
0: Yeah. Oh. But yeah. then. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. They would have to wash it. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um.
0: I was, I was like, I was like, okay, so like they just cut up their shirts and use it as toilet paper and then throw it away.
1: No, it's like no, they they wash it, reuse it. Like it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, like wow. they they will and they will. It's kind of expensive to do that because you have to go to Lush. That's the only place you can get products that aren't in packages. Oh, so they have Lush. Like they have they use some luxurious items because yeah. they don't have a packaging to them, mm-hmm. but it's pretty insane <laughs> like really insane so this one-upping on authenticity yeah. has now caused like this whole new trouble <laughs> i mean whatever if the girl wants to <laughs> walk around with her jar of trash that's on her like what does
0: she does she like not eat out like i'm just and I'm, I'm like wondering like because like when you think about it like if you go out then like so you don't ask for
1: napkins because yeah that's waste yeah and like you just carry around your own napkins like exactly they can they carry around their own straw like stainless steel straws they'll carry it around their own um actually i think the city of seattle has it to where you can't give out plastic straws anymore
0: that's how dc is also well like you when you get your drink you don't have a straw anymore Mm -hmm. you have to ask for a straw
1: See, in Seattle, straws are banned.
0: It's so weird. What is the war against straws? Like, the straws didn't start <laughs> this plastic. shit. Like, it's
1: plastic. It's a waste. I get waist. it. I get it. But, like, straws,
0: that's where we're going to start? What about with water bottles?
1: Like... And, you know, like, <laughs> water bottles, very... Like, now they're coming out with innovative water bottles, you know? Like, I don't know. If if you really want water bottles to... Okay, so,
0: what's weird? <laughs> so I'm sorry to cut you off. It's okay. Um... If they really wanted to get rid of plastic waste, think about how many water bottles we drink. But then this business would be out. Like so we'd just literally have to like buy like a really expensive water bottle and like they'd have to charge us literally for water if they were still going to make money.
1: What's very interesting I think is that with straws, people don't think to put it in the recycling bin, with yeah. water bottles people would think to put it in the yeah, recycling bin. Yeah, that's true. So I guess like it it became a which one is more likely to be recycled yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that, but
0: it just seems like the smallest thing that we use mm-hmm. as far as plastic. I know. Like, it's not even like plastic bags, like grocery bags, like as if like tomorrow they're like... But we're
1: thinking about it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. And being authentic has made us go viral.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking about like if they said like you can't use toothpicks anymore because we're cutting down too many trees... And it's, like, two picks are banned. It's, like, that's kind of, like, what straws are for me. Because, like, typically drinks that I order don't require straws mm-hmm. also. So it's, like, it's just a weird, like, all right, so now you're making this rule type of thing. <laughs> but anyway, I digress.
1: It's, um, just, <laughs> it's just funny because, like... At the end of the day, it's so ridiculous. We're sitting here and talking about it. Yeah. It was so ridiculous It has to made me. a difference, but... Yeah. To me, it was so ridiculous I brought it up. Yeah. And now they're going to talk about it. They're going to be like... They're going to be Googling, no way. <laughs> Seattle does have straws. <laughs> you know? And At I the, could be wrong. The, yeah. <laughs> like, <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pulling this out of my memory. You babe. never
0: know when, like... I don't know. But Seattle seems like a progressive enough community to be... <laughs> I don't know how that word, I don't
1: know. I will I will tell you, when I went to Seattle, I've been there twice. And the second time I went, I was older, so I have a lot more, like, knowledge about yeah. living prices mm-hmm. and stuff. And the entire time I was there, I was like, this city is ridiculous. <laughs> I was thinking about going out for dinner, but it was 11 o'clock at night. And most of every place, like I was staying close to downtown, Yeah. most of like any place I was in walking vicinity, even bars were closed. At 11 on a Saturday? At 11 on a Saturday. When do they make their business? I don't know. I don't know. I
0: really could not live in a city like that. But know. they
1: say, like, it stays bright outside until, like, 8 or 9 p.m. Every it's day? Every day. It's, mm-hmm. like, really... And people are like, well, it's a windy, cloudy city. I'm like, when I was there, it was, like, sunshine all day <laughs> long. Um, but they're, like, they're proge- they're progressive, and people are polite. They, they talk to you, mm-hmm. and they're polite. But, like, when I was there, it felt really... It was a unique diversity to it cuz it was it was when I th- saw a person of color they were always Asian.
0: There were no like black people. There like, were like
1: no Hispanic black people, people like I I don't yeah, Latino, black people, they were not there. And I was That's like weird. I know, right? Like I was like it's like the why? twilight zone. It was it was so <laughs> no, okay,
0: strange. I'm sorry. This is just like an idea that I just had. What if like you could only see people of color that were of your same, like, race. So, like, you couldn't see black people because you're not black. And, like, since you're Asian, like, you could see Asian people.
1: What about white people?
0: They're just always there.
1: They're just there?
0: Yeah, they're just, yeah.
1: Do they see us? Sometimes they don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think if they don't see us, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, that's kind of, no, I think that's kind of, that's kind of weird, because when, in reality, a lot of, like, I feel there's a lot of goodness in, in the cultural exchange among people of
0: color. I think so, too.
1: I mean, people, yeah. I think, I think people of color should be more open to sharing their culture with other people of color. Right. In order to bring up our numbers <laughs> to collectively think as a group. What would be the first thing that you'd share about your culture? Um, probably the fact that we we think collectively. Um, I, I would also point out, don't be this part of my culture too. Mm-hmm. Cause, so what exactly is your culture? So um, my mom's side that i grew up in is south korean Mm -hmm. but they're from the city of busan okay um so they're they like even in korea busan's like well known because they have a specific accent they have um a kind of more like loud and proud type of personality Mm -hmm. they're they're less quiet people but they they know how to party yeah they're they're very friendly they're very like they're they're what you would consider like the south in the United States so my my family is from there and one thing I can say is there's a lot of love um it's shown in weird ways Mm -hmm. and it was hard growing up but there is a lot of love and there's a lot of food Everything is surrounded by food. Now, my family doesn't drink as much as Mm -hmm. most Korean families do. Um, But drinking culture and food culture in Korea is predominantly how we handle our day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. So it is our stress reliever. Um, In the Korean community, there's this thing called han. Which is an un it's kind of like an unbearing burden that's on the backs of every Korean mm-hmm. and this burden includes like keeping your family's honor, taking care of your family, like in that culture, you grow up, you get married, the parents still live with you, yeah, so it's kind of and they're progressing, they're changing too. Um, so it's, like, becoming a more separate family, I guess? It's it's They're becoming more westernized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, our family, our family was a little bit different from the norm, um, but we knew how to get together. And yeah. we knew how to create memories. So with the unbearing of Han, it's, like, you get together with your coworkers or you know your cousins, your brothers and sisters and you'll drink and eat and roar and just alleviate stress by talking loud and agreeing like yeah, my boss does that too yeah. and i don't like this like it's kind of like relating to each other's struggles in order to find joy. Yeah. So a lot of times When it comes to our culture, I think our culture is surrounded by food and sharing. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is sharing your burdens with other people. And it's also, like, there's a lot of loyalty in that, too. Yeah. And I feel... A lot of trust, also. A lot of trust and and loyalty. And and my mom always was like, make sure, like, your second, your third cousins, like, they're your family. So Mm -hmm. you take care of them. Yeah. Type of thing. So... But another thing I don't like about and I always point this out whenever people ask me about the culture is that we're very superficial. So I'm I'm too overweight for my culture. Yeah. Um they you have to be very skinny mm-hmm. and you have to be really good at something to where you're the best. So there's a lot of pressure on being talented, being smart, and being athletic, and if you're all being three, different, maybe you're like no, it's being oh, it's literally just following the path. It's following the path and being the best at it. Mm-hmm. So, if if your parent sees that you have some type of talent, they like they start driving you towards that talent. Mm-hmm. So. Me, growing up, I did dance, soccer, basketball, swim team. Tried
0: all the sports.
1: Tried all the sports. (laughs) And then I also tried all the instruments. You have Mm -hmm. piano, violin, flute, bassoon. And it was, like, constantly, like, pushing yourself. But while you're doing that, you have to make straight A's, and you have to get 100 on the SAT. Like, 2,400, I think, is the top score. Like, there's a lot of pressure there, and... One thing is, and I think, I'm not going to say this is for Korean people in South Korea, but for the immigrated Koreans, mm-hmm. a lot of us children, we were taught, follow this formula. The white people follow this formula and oh. look at where they are. Yeah. So they kind of are like pushing us to be the best and outdoing each other. And my mom, she was, she was more open to allowing me to play around. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to it, it's you have to be the best, not be different. Yeah, and that's that's where I've witnessed diverged. It collide, yeah. yeah. Um, so I can say my mom is very proud of me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been a lot of growth this year. Uh, a lot of this year has been me unlearning, like. I know what was taught to me, but yeah. it's no longer having that soaked in. It's me, like,
0: no Accepting longer. the parts that
1: you want and, like, dismissing the parts that you don't want. Yes. So, yeah. a lot of this has been, like, me realizing this formula doesn't work for mm-hmm. me. Um, but it's also telling my mom, this formula doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So, my mom, she she and I have worked through a lot and over... My visit in Los Angeles for February, I was able to tell her like I don't want to follow this formula because she she had like a plan for like, my life. Should you be married right now? Um, in her eyes, I should get a master's first before okay. I get married.
0: Okay. So whenever <laughs> I get
1: a math, but now, but now she's she's different. Mm-hmm. Um, after having conversation with her and telling her what I want to do with my life, and even things like interracial marriage and stuff like that it it took a lot of building a trust with my mom mm-hmm. which I feel I'm very lucky with compared to other Asian Americans yeah because I finally reached a point where my mom is willing to let me be an individual yeah. instead of part of this family yeah where you if you do something wrong it reflects be, on all of us exactly mm-hmm. and she's finally accepting me as an individual mm-hmm. so it's it's quite a ride yeah how long did it
0: take to like have this conversation or like prepare it?
1: Ever since I was 18, so I guess nine years. Yeah. I moved out and that that was my my entire goal in life was to have that conversation with my mom. Now that I've had it, it's kind of like whoa, freeing. <laughs> yeah. I'm freeing, but like the drive, like I was pushing myself mm-hmm. every single day because I wanted to prove to her. Once I have this conversation, I can show her. Yeah. And I've gotten to that point. I I have the conversation and I showed her. Like, I showed her my music. I showed her my art. I was like, I'm talented. I'm gifted in this. And I, I have this brains of a businesswoman. Yeah. So with her, like, sitting down and seeing her actually actively listen to me, and she's like, it is your life. Yeah, you know, and she—it's—it's a lot of growth. It was a lot of growth, a lot of arguments. After having the conversation with my mom, I was able to spend a good three weeks, I would mm-hmm. say, really honing in on what I want in life, um, and one of the first things I had to do was actually look at my finances. Is <laughs> <laughs> that realistic goal? Yeah. Um, the reason being was. Because I was in such a such a robotic way of living, I guess I was on autopilot mm-hmm. because all I knew was work hard and you get somewhere, yeah, but i some for some reason needed my mom's permission, and I think it's it really comes down to the fact that i you know she raised me, yeah, and she's very important to me, and she's someone I want her to be proud of me so I just needed her to be like, I can trust you with what you want to do, Yeah, and I, I can support you as your mom. And me and her, ever since then, our relationship has gotten better, but it took about three weeks. I, I looked at my finances. I broke it down. I created a budget. Oh, my God. Adulting is hard. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that. <laughs> like, in 25. Like. <laughs> it was very hard, and I realized... It's a trap. Yeah when you were like eight wait till I grow up yeah no I could I could have waited a long time can I be eight three more times like can I be eight now (laughs) this is a great time to be a kid um but when it came when it comes down to it like I'm able to now break the formula and it's, it's given me new purpose because now I make my own formula. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we as millennials are doing. We yeah. are making our own formulas. We are realizing that things are going to happen on our own time and we will get there. That's, yeah. a, that's the biggest thing. We will get there. And a lot of us, I feel, suffer from from anxiety and depression because they we've because of the milestones that mm-hmm. okay this 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 and like exactly. in that order exactly but now we know there's no order mm-hmm. there's no linear pattern yeah. you can snake your way through it um, so what are what's your formula I think my formula has always been having as many options as possible Mm -hmm. at first it's like (laughs) paths yeah but now my formula is more like a circle yeah and it's kind of like I can go in in this circle and circular pattern but also the circle expands so my vision of what I want to become grows Mm -hmm. and what I want to do grows and learning new skills, and it's not only, like, I sit down and I think of my career path that's the normal path, the linear path. I think about that. And that's, you know, that's the backup plan.
0: Yeah. So, do you have, like, a vision of the future of, like, where you want to be in, like, 10
1: years? Oh, yeah. I really... (laughs) I have a dream. Yeah. I don't have a vision. I have a dream. (laughs) But I think the dream is more... Like a lot stronger than a vision would ever be. Mm-hmm. So I think having a dream is way better than yeah. a vision. The semantics and behind that, yes. Yeah. Because with the vision, I would have to plan all the time. With the dream, it's kind of like doors will open. Yeah,
0: I'm floating towards my goal. Mm-hmm.
1: So I want to be basically like, I, I guess the brand's name is Moshino.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? Well, they they're a luxury brand. Okay. Um, but this brand has had like a My Little Pony um cross crossover. And just luxury brands in itself like yeah. Gucci and Louis Vuitton, but I I also like streetwear with Supreme Mm-hmm. And Stussy. So you want to be a designer? I do. I want to. I want to infuse, though, because the reason is I'm an artist visually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I visually make art, and I want. Found it very hard to get somebody to buy a print or a painting. Oh
0: yeah, but if it's on, like on a Louis Vuitton shirt, like yeah, people like going, that's gonna sell like hotcakes. Exactly. Like,
1: mm-hmm. Or if it's on, like, a common everyday item. Mm -hmm. Like, a good example is Tommy Hilfiger and Ralph Lauren would make branded, like, their brand lacrosse bags. Yeah. Or I think one of them did a soccer ball. Mm -hmm. And by putting their brand on everyday items... They kind of made their brand kind of grow. It's like stays in your mind. Like, exactly. Free advertising. But it's also... Yeah. People become loyal to that brand. Mm-hmm. And then there's brands like Hello Kitty. You see that everywhere. Yeah. So I want to I wanna become a more luxury level, but not too luxurious. I mm-hmm. want it to be high quality. Yeah. Um, kind of brand... Where I can put my visual arts on there. But mm-hmm. I'm also pursuing music. Yeah. So I want to somehow fuse music and fashion. That's tough. It is tough. It is tough. And I have a, I have a way I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. I mean, don't tell <laughs> me the
0: whole formula. Just like
1: the basic um, parts, you know, like the
0: inputs. <laughs> yes.
1: So it will be, it'll be music, art, and then from there I have... I have grown a massive network mm-hmm. of friends, and ironically, it's from the anime and gaming convention community, yeah. but there are amazing talented artists out mm-hmm. there, like even people i've I met my producer on a boat party <laughs> at a convention yeah so i I want to do that, but I want to bring my culture in where mm-hmm. it's not just me independently creating this like I want to create designs that is with other people and yeah. I, especially some of my friends like they are amazing at what they do mm-hmm. but they don't have the brains for the business well, and I'm Side not saying it. brain doesn't being smart
0: yeah like the training the Mm -hmm. intuition like things like that
1: exactly they don't have the training intuition but also they're not as strategic as i am Mm -hmm. so i i fill in a lot of gaps for a lot of people and over time i've given people advice on how to build their brand and i've been hired to help build brands yeah Uh, but i want to build my own brand and if I I've noticed if I push myself and I can get myself out there, people are going to trust me more to push themselves. Out yeah. There. So it's it's very interesting because I've created a whole new brand based on what I love to do. I love helping people. <laughs> I love being strategic. That's I love great. marketing plans. Yeah. But I want everything to flow together mm-hmm. in a way where my music and my art can be one thing but it's also wearable and people can wear it out and make it their own Mm -hmm. and they can express and take parts of me and make it parts of them and I think authenticity ends up being really what quality about you do you want to share that others can take on
0: wow yeah, I guess like part of being authentic is having something to give, something to exchange. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like just like like it's a transaction, but like yeah, yeah. So do you feel like you know your purpose in life?
1: I do actually. Um, I've I've had I it hope. Rough. I get there. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a rough. I had a rough growing up. I've I've seen a lot of things that I wish I didn't see. Mm-hmm. I've I felt a lot of things. I've almost died twice. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but it's a, it's, it's to me, like to you, it's, oh shit, to me, it's like, it happened. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> but. Now I'm very curious, like.
1: um, But it's, it's, it's all like medical stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, but when it comes down to it, I realize there's a lot of people who look up to me because I push myself. Yeah. Even though. Things happen where I'm in the emergency room, and I still chase my dream. Yeah. It's not a vision, it's a dream, and I chase it, and I don't let people stop me from it. And I pre- was am persistent, even with my mom, very persistent on trying to get there. And I think what my purpose in life is not only to expand my art, and you know, I understand generating wealth from it, but... Mm-hmm. I want to have people realize what their worth is. And I think I want people to understand. I really fuck with that. Yeah. Like, I need people to understand that you are talented. And you're not alone in doing things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, one thing that I really want for my brand is, yes, it'll be my name. But I'm always going to have X whatever artist name. Yeah. Collaborations and... I'm never going to take them away from their brand, and I want to build it seems that like trust.
0: Your like upbringing has brought you to this point where it's like it's all about community and coming up together.
1: It is, it is. I, I feel there are so many, like, especially when it comes to like music artists, there are so many amazing ones mm-hmm. that they, they don't have
0: the platform,
1: the, you no, know, the friends. Because mm-hmm. really, who's going to support you more than your friends? True. Yeah. And they don't have friends who are loyal. I think loyalty is lost, and you got to find that community that is going to be loyal. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, as an artist, what's going to build you is your community, mm-hmm. and by being an artist and an entrepreneur, you're creating jobs. Like you don't have. As I get bigger, I'm going to need someone who's going to take over on certain aspects yeah. of my business and that that is how a company grows and that is how jobs are put in place and you don't have to be the unique person like someone will always pay you to help them follow their dreams so wow, you even, that's an interesting take yeah even if you aren't sure what you want to do in mm-hmm. life it's okay to be like but I really like this person's yeah. idea of going. Yeah. And I want to help them. Word. So it's okay it's to be It's like do what we talked that. about earlier with like just mm-hmm. like some
0: people need to be second, second exactly. man and like there's nothing wrong with that like.
1: There's nothing wrong. We need it. Mm-hmm. We need it. And the sense of like I think when it comes to influencers and people like that, now you see the the influencers that are stronger are the ones that are influencing and telling their people about wow. each other. Yeah. So, when it comes down to it, I think we as millennials need to start focusing on building communities because mm-hmm. I think we can grow really fast.
0: Yeah. And. And you see the importance in having this genuine human connection. Exactly.
1: We don't talk to our neighbors anymore.
0: Yeah, I've I've I haven't met my neighbors yet. I just moved. <laughs> met my neighbors. I saw her once. I was like, I was getting into an Uber. Like, yeah. That was
1: it. That's it. Yeah. But now, like. We have to start talking to our neighbors. Yeah, Maybe, I don't know, should I knock on their door? Is that weird?
0: I feel like, like, I you, know. see, like <laughs> you see what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> um, I think it's perfectly fine to knock on their door. But then, nowadays, it's like...
0: Why are you knocking on my door?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Before, I'll just be like, oh, hey, I'm, sometimes a letter. Yeah. Or have like a get together for that mm-hmm, for, yes. for just your neighbors just mm-hmm. like hey guys I wanted to meet my neighbors and thought you guys might want to meet each other but then it's also like you have to host that so yeah it's a lot of work building a community is work mm-hmm. keeping one around is work <laughs> but you can do so much more mm-hmm. when you build that community yeah It takes a village to do anything. Yes. And (laughs) I think as millennials, we've forgotten to create villages. So um, I I really find interesting the growth of everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the number one thing that I'm always looking out for in teaching. Lessons that I've learned are not always lessons that I had to go through. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's good to teach each other lessons. Yeah.
0: What's the most important lesson that you've learned?
1: You might think this is silly, but it is so much on my news feed that it makes me want to vomit. Oh, God. <laughs> Relationships. Mm-hmm. You do not need to be in a relationship to have any proof that you are worth something. Right. Right. I see sad boys or whatever. They're, like, sad boys that pose, like, these memes and, like, emo memes about being single. Like, oh. there's a lot of, lot of that going on. But it seems like people don't understand that, like, your fuck count or your relationship count. I'm not sure if yeah. you bleep that word not out. No, no, I, Okay. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> um, but your relationship count or what your significant other looks like or whatever, like... That doesn't mean shit. (laughs) Like, your worth is created by the people that, how you portray yourself to people.
0: By your authenticity.
1: It is. (laughs) By your authenticity. It's like, literally just
0: like, this whole podcast is just like, full circle. Yeah, it is,
1: it is. It's it's depending on how authentic you are. And you do not need to be in a relationship to push yourself anywhere. Mm -hmm. You do not need somebody to push yourself anywhere. But you're gonna need to ask for help Mm -hmm. like yes you may not like there are gonna be times where you're gonna have to ask your friends for help but that's just it like your loneliness is not dependent on a significant other yeah because you're gonna have friends you're gonna have
0: family you're gonna have a community I've been single for a while so I've realized that like how important like just having friendships are like deep relationships or like mm-hmm. you trust people other than like just a significant other
1: exactly being intimate with the people around you mm-hmm. and that that is what creates authenticity yeah being intimate with the people the audience telling them about who you really are and you create it yourself because you portray it you Mm -hmm. portray through your morals through how you treat people how you talk to people like sometimes i i can be crude oh god (laughs) i can be crude but it's out of love and compassion it's kind of like tough love feel and a lot of times sometimes i pick up something and i'm like there's something wrong, and I'll pester somebody about it. But when it comes down to it, like, nobody needs a significant other. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have one. Your significant other is not your other half, they are a partner. Yeah. And it's okay for your significant others to be intimate, having intimate friendships, which is very different. Yeah. It's not- Physical, intimate, or anything. But they should be able to confide. Diversify your interests. Yeah, <laughs> you and, and, and don't put... Don't have just one person to go to to vent your yeah. feelings. Yeah. And that's, like, the number one thing that I've learned. Mm-hmm. You... You don't need a man. <laughs> <laughs> or a woman. <laughs> um... You right. just you don't need them. Yeah. You have your friends. It's okay. You have a community. It's okay. Yeah. If you have just yourself. And maybe
0: making a community would make us focus less on that.
1: Yes. Yes. I I 100% believe that. So, I think the biggest lesson is that you it's okay to be an individual. Mm-hmm. It is perfectly fine. And being an individual as part of a community. But it's also
0: like about getting away from the timeline
1: of like mm-hmm. oh damn like I'm 25 and I'm single
0: like what the fuck am I gonna do exactly
1: when you work on yourself <laughs> and you build yourself yeah. someone's gonna come along and notice mm-hmm. you that that is I just fact agree. just fact someone is gonna come along and notice you and that person might be just the right amount of push and pull for you to actually boom in what you're doing mm-hmm. like you're gonna find someone who's going to build you because they're already seeing you build yourself. And in return, they all already know what you're capable of that they're not capable of doing. But they also know what they're capable of and how they can help you. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, like you just you grow confidence and confidence goes a long way. Yeah. People are attracted to confidence. Not the way you look. It's your <laughs> confidence. Word so it's 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 fun everything's about being authentic yeah be the most authentic you my next and last
0: question is do you have well actually not my last question technically um but do you have any questions for me
1: this is very hard because i i know (laughs) i i talked to simone enough now that a lot of my questions are answered (laughs) And I know... And I I guess this is more
0: of a question is, um, do you have anything that you want me to share with the audience? Share
1: with the audience. (laughs) I think, I don't know, has the audience heard about your linear plan?
0: No, I (laughs) got (laughs) it.
1: But here's the thing. After talking to me now, do you feel your linear plan is a vision or a dream?
0: I feel like it's a vision. It's Mm -hmm. not a dream. It's an idea. It's a very cute idea of like how things could play out, but it's not exactly what I want. You know, it's like things that I want. Like it's like okay, so I want like a fucking Audi. Mm-hmm. It's like like that, but yeah. Does that make sense? It it's makes like,
1: sense.
0: Yeah, like so I'd love to be in that car.
1: It's a hypothetical. It's a playground. situation
0: I would put myself in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's purposely. Not- but it's not like an active like part of what, what you I'm want. here for.
1: Oh, what yeah. you're here for. Yeah, not what world. you want. Yeah. So what's the difference between what you want and what you're here for?
0: Um that's a good question. You don't have well, to Well I mean answer. okay well <laughs> I think it's like what you're here for, like your purpose, you know? Like you can do a lot of things that are outside of your purpose and still like, you know, have a happy life. But when you want things it's just like all right, well like I think wanting things is like kind of like fast fashion where it's like something that you get and then it's like oh this is like the gratification I wanted from having this and then like that's it you know but like your purpose is something that's like always like coming back to you and like reminding you like this is why I'm
1: doing this so do you feel that when you want you suffer more compared to when you fulfill a purpose
0: let's think. wow that's a tough question you should be on the other side of the side. <laughs> um, I think you suffer in both, but it just depends on what your mindset is with how much you suffer. Because some people, it's when you want things that you don't have yet is when you suffer. But some people, it's like your purpose is why you suffer. Some people don't care about like having a purpose, honestly. Mm. Um, some people just want things. Um, and just it just depends on your mindset. about like. For me, I think I'm still searching for my purpose. So that's thing um your
1: purpose is to find purpose
0: <laughs> full circle
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it just depends on your mindset, and being millennials, I feel like we focus more on I was gonna say wanting things but now I'm thinking maybe more on purpose I think we've it's a it's a divide, but it's like it's a healthy one
1: mm-hmm. I think um what you said is very true, it's a healthy one mm-hmm. from figuring out the the purpose and the want
0: it's weird because usually like those the opposing terms are want and need mm-hmm. but want and purpose like it's an interesting dichotomy
1: um <clears throat> I think the greatest thing about millennials is that when it comes to need, we always figure it out mm-hmm. so it's kind of like.
0: What, what else could I, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, I need this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think we have been prepared for making what we need to be what it is Mm -hmm. compared to what we want is now what we want. But people in generations before us were focused on their need first. Yeah. Versus what they wanted. Mm -hmm. So... I, f- I feel it's a shift in priority. Yeah. It is. It is. I think we are we're leveling up on the priority scale. Mm-hmm. Like our needs are covered. It's now just our wants that we're trying to find. Yeah.
0: Out. Yeah. That's true.
1: So we're not surviving, we're living. Yeah. Any other questions? These are tough. I'm like I need to- <laughs> a water break. <laughs> <laughs> um so I think my last question is I know that 2019 has been very crazy for me and talking to a lot of my friends a lot of them have had a really big roller coaster themselves mm-hmm. so have you experienced an up and down shift in a love life or just even your space something in your life that starting January 1st you were like I thought I had it all figured out and now it's becoming a roller coaster of maybe I don't have it
0: figured out yet I think I'm the type of person that always I figured out that I don't have it figured out so January Mm -hmm. 1st I was just like it's a new year we're gonna see what happens (laughs) like I was it wasn't like it's definitely been a roller coaster like don't get me wrong there but I never had like expectations of it being anything other than a roller coaster because that's what it's
1: always been you know do you ever get to a point Where you figured something out and then something happens that changes your mind completely?
0: Um, I don't know, honestly, because my mind's always open where it's like, like I was saying, like, I don't think I figured anything out. It's like I've figured some things out to the point where, like, I have a solid base of, like, my ideas ideas, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, standing and everything, but, like, I'm always open to adjusting I guess so it's like maybe that is like figuring something out for the most part like not completely but like then shifting my perspective
1: it's very interesting we live life completely differently
0: (laughs) so you you always have like things figured out and then
1: I've been I've always had things figured out and then I would think I made a decision Mm -hmm. and then something happens that just shakes it yeah like it's like, um, putting, what is that, a uh, game with the blocks? Jenga? Jenga. Mm-hmm. It's like putting all the Jenga pieces up. Yeah. And someone came over and just kind of, like, shook the table a yeah. little bit. And it's kind of like, and I'm realigning it back again. Yeah. Um.
0: Life is a constant process of that. It is.
1: It is. And I think, I think the difference is I'm, I feel like I have to build something. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing all my life, building up to something, but, I think for you, you are more mobile yeah. in what you want to do, and my life has always been. I have this focus, yeah,
0: structured, yeah, like because you you have your purpose, and I'm like still like fi- figuring out mine. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's very it's very interesting
1: mm-hmm. to see your perspective on things. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. We live life completely <laughs> differently. Um, so I think my my last question would be. You have created this podcast, yeah. And this is th- these are things. Whenever I meet people, and they give me, oh, I do this thing. I always go, what's the next step beyond yeah. where you are oh now? God. This
0: is a, <laughs> a hard. Hit. What is um, what
1: is how do you see this growing? Your podcast, yeah. Growing? So
0: this is exactly where we're different because mm-hmm. I'm kind of just doing it right now because I enjoy it. I enjoy having conversations. I've like met a lot of people through it and reconnected with a lot of people through it. So, like, right now, I'm kind of just, like, coasting. Like, you know, like, once I get to, like, the one-year mark, I feel like I should start making other plans, like, about, like, where do I want to do with this? What do I want to, like, where do I want to go? Um But for right now, I'm just doing it to do it because I enjoy it, because I enjoy people, you know?
1: I think that's awesome.
0: <laughs> cool. Um So... Do you have any social media that you want to plug?
1: Um, Yes. So I want to plug my Instagram, which is at uniren underscore XOXO. Uniren is U-N as in Nancy, (laughs) (laughs) I-R-I-N as in Nancy (laughs) (laughs) underscore XOXO. Um, and then there's Uni Ren, the artist, if you want to see any of my visual art pieces. Um, so I am working on currently music. That was my next question. Yeah. Yeah, What projects are you working on? (laughs) Um, so I am hoping to release a single soon. It'll be the first single for release and I'm going to have it available for free download. Ooh.
0: Okay.
1: So it will be on SoundCloud Everyone will know when it drops because I have a plan.
0: Ooh, you should have a
1: party. <laughs> um There's no party. Oh. <laughs> you know me, I'm, I live for a party. I know, but, but <laughs> probably when it drops, we're already going to be in party mode. Where? So um it is going to be, it's a very me song. So mm-hmm. the song is... Basically, how I've grown up to always figure out how to make money, how to pay my bills, but also how to chase my dreams. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of things in it that I've kind of like shit on some people from my past. Um, got to do that. Sometime. But the thr- the shade throwing is done in a very nice way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Southern hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's that term? I, I can't remember the term bless your right heart. Now. Bless your heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, bless her heart. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like that. Um, but also, like, the song itself is going to have release an art piece. Okay. That will cool. coincide with the song. So. Okay very excited well i'm excited for that too whenever it drops i'll go party <laughs> shit <laughs> you throw the party i'll just come come over <laughs> <laughs> thank you so
0: much for um being here and i really appreciate your time um if you guys would like to listen to the podcast you can do that on soundcloud itunes or spotify if you'd like to follow the podcast you can do that at NTMY podcast on instagram and twitter And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, something you want to share, suggestions, anything, just send that over to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. And thank you guys for listening. I will see you next week.